Hello, my name is Claire and you are listening to the Hypnobirthing Podcast. Welcome everybody to episode nine of the podcast. I had to look to remind myself what episode we were on because um, I say it every time, but I just, I still can't believe that we're on episode nine. Uh, So thank you for tuning in and listening. Today's episode is all about the very hot topic of induction. And I wanted to do a podcast episode on this because it is a really important topic A lot of people, I feel, don't know a whole lot about induction. They perhaps know some things, but they don't know really what it involves. And so that's why I wanted to record this episode. So when I talk about induction, I mean inducing labour. So basically using chemicals to make labour start. So not waiting for it to start naturally, uh, kind of bringing it on by using these uh, special chemicals. Um, And I'll talk a bit about those and what they are in a bit. Really importantly, many people don't realise that they can decline an induction. So often at our first appointment that we have, or perhaps a bit later on in our pregnancy, we get told by our midwife that once we get to a certain date, they'll induce us. So they will let us go to, say, 40 plus 10, which would be 40 weeks plus 10 days. So technically, um, and I'm using quotation marks here, that would be 10 days overdue. And then they will induce us. So the first problem with this is the language that's used. And it gets used quite a bit. They'll let us. It's like they give us permission to go to this date. This is completely the wrong way around. The permission for anything is determined by you. You give them permission to induce you, not the other way around. And so if you get to 40 plus 10, and I'm using 40 plus 10 because I believe that's what my trust kind of says is their like cutoff for... um, how far they'll let you go, again, using uh, quotation marks. So it'll be different in every area, but um, but I'm going to use that because that's, I believe, what my local trust is. So if you get to 40 plus 10 and don't want to be induced, you are completely entitled to say no. And I have to really stress this because so many people don't realise that they can say no. You absolutely can. The really, really important thing about an induction is that it can drastically alter your labour experience. There are several different stages of induction. This includes a membrane sweep which is technically a form of induction because it involves a midwife kind of stretching your cervix to try to encourage labour to start. There are other stages such as a prostaglandin gel that they use on your cervix um, and then there's also a hormone drip which simulates the hormone oxytocin and on a hypnobirthing course on a full course you learn a lot more about each of the stages but I won't go into it now but basically those are some of the stages of an induction. So in order for labour to start naturally And to progress well, we require a hormone called oxytocin. And oxytocin is a hormone, it's the hormone of love. So when we're feeling really calm and relaxed and content and safe, we release oxytocin. And on a hypnobirthing course as well, we talk a lot more about the hormone and we discuss ways in which we can encourage the natural production of this hormone in order for labour to start and to progress well. However, when labour is induced, they use a synthetic oxytocin, which is called syntocinon. Um, There are also some other different names for it as well. But it's basically a synthetic oxytocin, and the purpose of it is to simulate the real thing in order to encourage labour to start. So in theory, this all makes perfect sense, and you can understand how and why it works. However, there's much more to it, because hormones are so complex and we release a cocktail of hormones when we're in labour. So when we go into labour naturally, when it starts completely naturally, we not only release oxytocin from our uterus but we also release it from our brains. When we release it from our brains it triggers the release of beta endorphins which are our body's natural painkillers 
and apparently they are many, many times more effective than morphine. So basically we go into labour, we release oxytocin and this then triggers the release of endorphins, which are painkillers. I just find it incredible because our body literally has everything it needs to, to give birth. Also what happens is that our uterus has millions of oxytocin receptors so if we're releasing it naturally then the oxytocin receptors are present and this helps labour to be more efficient and more comfortable really. The important thing about these oxytocin receptors is that they actually don't appear until right before you go into labour and so if you're inducing labour the chances are that they might not be there so labour will not be so efficient if that all makes sense. The other thing is if we simulate oxytocin then it doesn't release it in our brains which means that we don't get this massive massive benefit of also releasing endorphins which are obviously our painkillers. All of this together means that an induced labour can be very different from a natural labour and many people do report that it is more uncomfortable and so this then leads to perhaps an epidural being used which can then increase the chances of an assisted delivery which can then sometimes lead to a cesarean and um, so obviously I'm really not anti-intervention my first daughter was a forceps delivery I absolutely think sometimes interventions are necessary but if the reason for an induction is purely just because you're overdue then it's something to ask questions about because it can dramatically change your, your labour experience. In the UK, one in three births are induced. Is that not just crazy, that figure? One in three. And I know that in some other countries, particularly America, that figure is actually a lot higher. Um, but I still personally think one in three is a lot. Of that, 70% of those are post-dates. So the majority of people who are induced are done so because they go over their kind of due date. They go over what their hospital uh, guidelines say. In a full course as well, you learn a lot about due dates and why they're basically a total fallacy and totally made up. And I'm not going to go into it now again because it is one of the huge benefits of doing a full course is that you learn so much information about things that you would have not known about most probably before. But you learn that basically they don't really mean a lot. And so when you know that and then realise that 70% of these people are induced because of this one date, it kind of leaves you thinking, what the heck is going on? And can this be the best thing for mum and baby? And it really does leave you asking that question. There are obviously some situations where an induction is necessary, but there is a huge, huge argument for whether being overdue is one of these. Is it necessary to be induced when we're overdue just because we've gone on past what this magical date says? Is it is it necessary? It, it's an important question to ask. So what happens if you end up in a position where induction is being talked about? What can you do? So firstly, ask questions and do your research. In hypnobirthing, we teach you the BRAINS framework, and I won't go into too much detail on it, but it basically stands for benefits, risks, alternatives, instincts, nothing, and smile. It's a really great framework to have at the forefront of your mind when discussing anything to do with your pregnancy and birth. If an induction is being offered, then ask what the benefits are and what the risks are of doing it and of not doing it as well. If the induction is offered for a medical reason, then find out what would happen if you didn't do it. What would the risks be? Equally, what are the risks to you of doing it? You know, your labour experience could be greatly affected. So what are the risks to you personally of, of doing that versus the risks of not doing it? Find out what the alternatives are. There are always alternatives. Maybe an alternative could be to wait a couple more days or maybe go in for extra monitoring. Ask what they are. 
Listen to your instincts. Nine out of 10 times our instincts are right. And so if everything inside you is telling you no to an induction, then maybe you need to listen to it. If you're not sure, do nothing. Is there an immediate risk to me or my baby? If no, then wait and take your time. Wait a couple of days, think about it. I don't mean don't ever do anything ever, but just take your time and work out what the best route is for you. And finally, keep smiling as this releases oxytocin. Once you've done this and used this framework to assess the best outcome for you, maybe you've decided that an induction is best. And honestly, as long as you have asked these questions, thought about it, researched it, then that's okay. As I've said so many times before, hypnobirthing is not about being anti-anything, anti-induction, anti-intervention. It isn't about saying you can't do anything. It's about saying, please ask the questions, please research it. And if you, after all of that, if you then still decide that it's best for you, then that is okay. Like that's fine. You are owning your own labor. That is empowerment because you have asked those questions and you have made that decision. You're not just doing it because someone's told you that you've gone past what their hospital says is okay. And so you're being induced. That's what I don't want you to do. I want you to think about it and get informed and make an informed choice. Okay, so say you are booked in for an induction. There are many, many ways hypnobirthing can help. So firstly, think about your environment. Just because you're being induced, it doesn't mean you can't create a nice, calm environment. You can take your own pillow. You can take nice, relaxing smells with you like lavender. Um, you can take battery operated candles, twinkly lights, an iPad full of films that make you happy, music, photos, basically anything that makes you feel relaxed and calm and at home will benefit your labour massively. Secondly, accept this change in your birth plan. As I've mentioned before on the podcast, when circumstances change, choices change. And there's a really great affirmation, which is, I accept any turn my birth takes. This is time to get on board with that and accept what is happening. Thirdly, ask about whether you can use the birth pool if that is something that you want often during an induction of labor you will be continuously monitored which can obviously restrict movement and being able to use a pool however some trusts do now have uh, wireless monitors which means you can move around and stay active which is really great and you might be able to use the pool so please research around it and ask the question because the answer might just be yes And lastly, just stay positive, read positive induction stories, watch positive induction videos on YouTube, listen to positive induction stories on podcasts, bit of a hint, I have one coming in a couple of weeks, Uh, listen to your scripts, read your affirmations and tell yourself multiple times a day that you can do this because you can. Really importantly, I don't want you to listen to this podcast and then feel terrified at the idea of induction. Because as I said, sometimes inductions are necessary and there are many ways that hypnobirthing can help and you can have a really positive induction experience. What I want is for you to think about whether an induction is necessary, particularly if the reason for it is that you're overdue. And that's not to say that you won't decide you want one. I know how the end of pregnancy feels. You're tired, you're over it, you feel huge. You just want to make your baby. But please just research and ask questions to make sure it's the right path for you. And it might very well be, but it also might not. And it might impact your experience of labor and how you feel about it afterwards. It's just really, really important to ask questions. What I'll do is in the description, I'll leave some really great books um, about induction and also 
a link to Dr. Sarah Wickham's website as she talks a lot about inductions and she does a lot of research into it. Um, So it's really worth having a look on there and getting informed about these things. Following on from this, my next episode, which will be out two weeks today, is actually going to feature another guest. She's a really good friend of mine and we actually met when we did a hypnobirthing course as uh, pregnant people uh, four years ago. So we have children the same age and they have grown up together so far, which is really nice. She's actually been induced twice. Once her experience wasn't great, but second time after she did hypnobirthing, she had a really positive experience. And so she is coming on to chat about how hypnobirthing helped her and basically why she would recommend it. So thank you so much for listening. Please feel free to contact me if you have any questions about induction or anything to do with hypnobirthing. And I will speak to you next time. Goodbye.